Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 postgame show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler. Tyler, we got a Pirates victory. Pirates win 9-4 to today against the San Diego Padres. Big, big day for the offense. Actually, just a huge day for everybody, I feel. Most yeah, I can't imagine making jokes about wanting to start a Padres podcast over a Pirates podcast. I can't imagine being that person. There's, there's two jokes you can imagine about being. <laughs> You can't imagine being the person who said, let's start a Padres podcast instead of a Pirates one. Or you can also say, uh, what was it, after the first inning, where I was like, Tyler, do you want to just record yeah. the podcast now for the post game yeah. and then just air it? Because you know how this game's lasting. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen. The Pirates offense is not going to show up. You already saw that first inning, just pathetic. Rich Hill's on the mound. He'll give you some you know, four or five runs. It's going to be a 5 nothing game. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that changed. Yeah, it, it turned very quickly. Um, all I have to say is that the Pirates are 1-0 with Henry Davis hitting third in the lineup. They're also... And they're averaging nine runs a game with Henry Davis hitting third in the lineup. They're also undefeated at the City Connects. Yeah, correct. So Henry Davis third every day and City Connects every day. I think it's the every deal. Every day. It's every the perfect, day. It's the winning formula. Yep. Averaging nine runs a game in City Connect uniforms? Come on! I don't care how much anyone hates them. They better not ever take them off. I don't <laughs> care how, how bad that helmet looks. No. Don't care. Nine runs That's a it. game? They can dress like a clown. Don't care. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I don't know like where to start because so many... there Again, there's so many standouts. Um offensively i think obviously is just the key the offense showed up in a big way Kutch, a huge day three for actually not three for hold on yeah three for five on base three times on base three times three for five uh nikki g his first mlb hit today a triple <laughs> follows that up with a 442 foot home run Calm down, Doug. You're going to give away the whole game before we even get into it. Okay. I'm sorry. This is exciting stuff. <laughs> People want to watch this post game. Trust me. It's all the other ones they don't want to tune into. Right. Um, I mean, just to start with McCutcheon, he, he just continues to do what he does. He looks very good all the time. He's just a pro's pro. Like, there's nothing more that we can add to Andrew McCutcheon at this point. The guy puts together... Just unbelievable at bats every single night. And we see it a lot with the Pirates right now is that they're very inexperienced and we get a lot of ups and downs. You don't get that on Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon is a pro's pro. I mean, he's the offensive MVP for sure, if not just the MVP in general. You can debate OPS numbers, way to run create plus numbers, whatnot. At this point in time, they're actually probably better anyway. But 
like you're saying, he is consistently there every single game at bat. Just, just a grit hit, good hitter. Street, he doesn't have these streaks where he falls off a cliff and you don't see him for a while. Now, granted, he might have had a streak where he didn't get a hit for a while <laughs> trying to get that 2000, but he was on base. It felt like every other time, uh, regardless. Yes. Just nothing but good things for Andrew McCutcheon. I just want to point this out because we keep, I feel, I feel like referencing past Kutch. He's now at a 131 weighted runs created plus. Okay. Yeah. 2000, I'm sorry, 24 year old Andrew McCutcheon was a 130 weighted runs created plus. Like that's where he's at right now. The best since 2015, which we've highlighted it, and it's just getting better at this point. He's better than 24 year old Andrew McCutcheon offensively. Yeah, you you just see the same exact approach every single at bat. But you also see a guy that is able to get out there and unlike a lot of what we've seen from the Pirates where they will get into a two-strike count because they're trying to be extra patient. They're trying to work a count. Andrew McCutcheon is smart enough and good enough that he doesn't have to see as many pitches. He knows his zone so well, but he also knows exactly what his wheelhouse is. I think that's the difference between an Andrew McCutcheon and, say, a like even a Rodolfo Castro right now, who looks like he was kind of trying to figure things out. He's trying to be more patient, but you you see him watch some pitches that he could really do damage with. McCutcheon, you see what the extended career has done for him. He knows exactly what his wheelhouse is. He knows when it's 0-1 or it's 1-0. He knows exactly what he's looking for. He's not trying to get deep in account all the time. He's just looking for a pitch, and he has the plan at the plate all the time. He's just so polished at everything he does. Keep going, Tyler. I, I want to listen. This is this is good he, stuff. I mean, he is. He's just he's very, very polished. Like, there's no other yeah. way to put it. You see it with young guys where, you know, we talk about the Andy Haynes thing and how it seems like the Pirates are trying to get a pitcher to get deep into the pitch count. They're trying to get deep into counts. McCutcheon's able to do so while also taking advantage of a pitcher whenever they do make a mistake. True. I think that's the big issue with the Pirates at this point is that they're trying so hard to get deep into counts and make a pitcher work that they're not capitalizing on the mistakes to get made. McCutcheon, the entire year, he will make you pay for a mistake, but he's also able to work you. And that he does. On base up to a 397, by the way. Just so good. We don't need to have this debate right now at all. But again, like Cruz is coming at some point. Hopefully. Do you even entertain taking Andrew McCutcheon out of that leadoff spot? God, no. It's, it's going to be a debate to talk of at that point in time. But well, like he's, he's hitting second he's, now, so. Because Josh Palacios has moved him off that leadoff spot. Yeah, I, I mean, I look at that more of just his lineup being awful right yeah. now. Although tonight it actually wasn't. But uh, yeah, anyways, again, debate for the time. But what Andrew McCutcheon is doing this year is just phenomenal. At age 36, after the seasons he's had as well. So can't talk enough about him. Um, but let's go ahead and pivot. Nick yeah. Gonzalez mm -hmm. finally gets his, you know, he gets the call up. We talked about how the strikeouts were concerning in the minor league. Starts cleaning those up. Right. But now he's in the majors. We talked, maybe he's a slow starter, a slow learner. Who knows what it is? He might struggle a lot. And, you know, he struggled some, certainly, as his call up. But today came out again, first hit, triple, then a 442 foot home run. Nick Gonzalez also 
Solid defense. You know what, Donardo? For once, I want to hear your opinion on Nick Gonzalez at this point. I don't want to talk first. I want your opinion on Nick Gonzalez. That's why I do the hosting. So I, I know, but I want to. I don't it. want you to piggyback on my opinion here. I want to hear your opinion on Nick Gonzalez. Um, honestly, like it's too early to form an opinion, right? He's showing you what he can do. It's he's he strikes out, but when he connects, he can connect, and that's literally what he did today. He found pitches he can connect on. And he hit him, and he hit him hard. One off the Roberto Clemente wall, which Tatis didn't play well. Gets a triple off of it, uh, which, granted, Tatis has had a phenomenal season in the outfield, by the way. No one knows how to play that wall uh, when they're on the weight team. So good for Nick Gonzalez and hitting it in the right spot and you know Tatis not being an experienced outfielder there. Uh, but gets a triple. Kudos to him. And then he just mashes that home run. So, yeah, like this is what you're seeing out of Nick Gonzalez. This is what he is. You're probably going to see more of the previous night's Nick Gonzalez at this point in time than tonight. But I guess where I'm at with Nick Gonzalez is kind of what we said too. When you look at G1 Bay, we look at Rodolfo Castro, we look at Marcano, what are they really doing right now? Not a whole lot. So why not Nick Gonzalez? Let him, let him, let him play. Again, this is what he can do. What Nick Gonzalez can do. You're really only looking at Rodolfo Castro. The only other player that can, that can do that. G1 Bay isn't doing this. Neither is Marcano, right? And we look at defensively as well. Not that, not that any of them have a good glove, but it's like who's the best of the, the worst? Marcano has a better glove, terrible arm. Nick Gonzalez kind of just evens it out. So I almost trust him better at shortstop as well. So at this point in time, um, I'm letting Nick Gonzalez play and let them struggles come through. So that way they're out. And we don't have to complain and talk about how Nick Gonzalez didn't get his 200 at-bats in the major leagues and has to do it again next year and struggle. I I think you did bring up an interesting point there about Gonzalez and Castro. They are an interesting comp together. Uh, they're a little bit similar. And I do, I think that Nick Gonzalez does have a lot more intrigue if he can somehow maybe just slightly p- play shortstop enough. I'm not talking about an everyday That's all level. you need him for. If he can just fill in there, it brings a lot more value to him. And I, I think from what I've seen, he, he can't enough. Fundamentally, he looks fine. Um, he's not as athletic as, say, Rodolfo Castro or obviously a O'Neill Cruz. But for the most part, I think the glove will, can play enough there that he can play it. I do think so far from Nick Gonzalez, I think we've seen some good at-bats from him. Aside from his debut, I think the at-bats have looked, I think, pretty good, to be honest with you. Yeah. A lot better than I think I would have expected. I'll just say that. from the so far, minimum, yeah. like, triple-A and double-A at-bats I've seen from Nick Gonzalez, which I'm not Jim. I'm not going to sit here all night and watch Altoona and Indianapolis games. I got better shit to do with my time. But f- for what I've seen at this point, I've liked the at-bats. I think he's hit the ball relatively hard. The swing and miss stuff hasn't been as extreme as maybe I thought it would be. I think we've seen a touch of the uh, bat the ball skills that got him a seventh overall draft pick. Obviously, the swing and miss is always going to be there. But to this point, I'm not like, let's play Nick Gonzalez every day forever. But I'm, I am more than more than willing to let him be in the lineup every day over G1 Bay. I don't think that's a question to me right now. The way G1 Bay is playing at this point, 
I think yeah. Nick Gonzalez has to be in the lineup over him for the most part for at least the next like two, two to three weeks. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's for sure. That's kind of where I'm at. Like he got called up and because Bay struggling, Castro struggling, Marcano struggling. Like there's no point to send him right back down. He should be here. Like if anything, it should be one of those others that go back down. If, if need be, let me ask you this though, because you're talking about, you know, defensively. And, and again, like, it's just the nature of the beast right now. There is nobody on this team that is a good shortstop. So all you need is is someone like you're talking about with with uh, Gonzalez to play just enough of it. Would you rather have him? Because I think we know Marcano is best suited to be the shortstop on this team defensively. Al Castro isn't. He just isn't. All the athleticism in the world and the tools, he just can't do it, right? And Bay certainly can't. He can barely do second base. Second base. Right. So with Marcano... And what you've just seen so far out of Gonzalez, do you prefer Marcano at short or Gonzalez? I think if we're just talking defensively, I think it's Marcano. Yeah. Marcano can play close to a league average shortstop, I think. I don't know that he's good enough that you would want him to play it every day or pencil him as your everyday shortstop. But in the bind, well, the, right. Pirates, in the bind the Pirates are in right now, he's their best option. I think Gonzalez is obviously better than Jiwan Bay at shortstop. I don't think that's a question. I'd like to see maybe a little bit more of him before I would appoint him above Castro, but just based on what I've seen in this little, very, very small sample size, I think he might be better equipped to handle it than Castro. Okay. I think so too. And honestly, you're, you're talking to one of the, I don't know if I'm higher end on it, but I mean, I, I love Castro's abilities, mm-hmm. right? I'm rooting for the guy. He's got to yeah, put it I, together, but he did. To me, it certainly isn't shortstop. And yeah. I fully, without even looking at Nick Gonzalez, just feel like he probably plays it better than Castro does. Yeah, I th- there's just little things that they do that make him look, that makes him look a lot more fl- fluid at the shortstop position. But that being said, I think Castro plays a very good second base, and I think he looks pretty yeah. good at third base for the most part. It's just that shortstop's not his position. It's He can't do it. Right. I think it's all it's good enough if the bat plays, which it hasn't. Mm-hmm. But tonight it came out for Castro also in a big way. Right. But hey, again, like not to rain on Nick Gonzalez's parade or anything. I don't think that we are, anyways. But uh, so far, so good, and certainly enough to keep you intrigued to say keep him in the lineup. Yeah, I, I think he he obviously des- deserves at least like a two week look. Just keep him in the lineup. Let's see what happens. Are you saying give someone some consistent at-bats? Yeah. For what? the love of God. They just scored nine runs. Can we please come back tomorrow and just have the same damn lineup? That's, no. <laughs> it's not happening. And it actually probably won't. But they anyways. Um, and I guess, yeah, not to leave someone else out too. Carlos Santana also had three hits. Carlos Santana has been like quietly somewhat turning it back around, which someone didn't make a comment here. He was like coming back around. Then he had like he went cold again for a week. Maybe slower to come back around again. I don't know. Again, also with G-Man Choi is in AAA. He's on his rehab. Like, I don't think there's a person more excited about G1. G-Man Choi. G-Man. G1. G-Man Choi G-Wan coming Choi. back. Van Carlos Santana to give him, you know, take away at bats from Santana because that's when Santana is going to be at his best. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Santana, big night today also. Three for five with a home run. Two RBIs. Yeah, um, he has looked a little bit better lately. 
you you already talked about it. We've talked about it ad nauseum. We know that Carlos Santana has played a lot more than he should. Right. He's hitting fourth a lot more than he should, but he's putting the barrel on the ball lately. He has to for this lineup to be worth its salt. Like, that's it. Carlos Santana can't be hitting fourth and with an 88 WRC plus for the rest of the year. It just can't happen. They need right. more out of him. You start seeing it tonight. You've seen it for the last couple of weeks. Not buying in until, you know, we we got to get a little more of an extended look out of that. Okay, so let's move past him. Let's talk about the next guy, Jack Swinski that came with the bat after his home run, and he also hit a home run tonight. So Jack Swinski goes yard, one for four with a walk as well. Uh, <laughs> talk about speaking of things in nauseum. Is Jack Swinski back? No. So Jack Swinski is the absolute run? worst 830 OPS guy I've ever seen in my life. He is the worst over 800 OPS hitter ever. It's just, again, we've talked and talked about this as well. It's just so mind boggling how to value Jack Swinski because you just simply can't looking at OPS or way runs create plus and stuff like that. It's just, he goes off. And he goes completely cold. It's the opposite of we talked about Kutch. Like at the end of the day, if Jack Swinski and Andrew McCutcheon have the same OPS, it's they're not even close as like as far as offensively who you'd rather have in your lineup. <laughs> I want Andrew McCutcheon every single day. It's like without question. And then you're asking, how did Jack Swinski have the same OPS as Andrew McCutcheon? But he does. Yeah, I mean. He he is a very aggravating baseball player. <laughs> right. Like I don't I don't have much to really say about him anymore because he's just so frustrating. Even with the home run today, like he we're still talking about a guy that's won for his last like 32. Which also is good. about four other pirates, to be fair. Yeah, it is, but those four other pirates don't go through over 27 stretches like once a month. This is their first time. Yeah. This is like the third <laughs> time in the year. First, time, first time going over 32. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, I mean, you just ride it out with them. You have to, there's not many guys in the organization that really have equipped the type of power that Jack Sawinski has. So you, you got to wait and see with it. I think we're all on the same page of what we think he is. It's just that, you have to make sure that's what he is. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. He's still going to be here. You're still going to give him every opportunity. You're going to bat him first righties and lefties. Like, I want to see that. And also the thing is, too, it's like, as much as we criticize Jack Sawinski being the worst 830 OPS guy, there's still no one near that you're going to replace him with. So you just let him be the worst 830 OPS guy. And hopefully no. he become a good... 750 OPS guy. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a good point. There's not another guy in this organization that I would want to play over him right now. Right. Like, there's not a guy knocking down the door waiting to take Jack Sawinski's job. Mm -mm. So you just ride it out. You have to. It's it's going to be annoying. You got on. You have it's going to be annoying. It's going to be frustrating. I'm go He's going to drive me up a wall. I'm going to complain about him on Twitter every night. I'm going to jump on the post game show, complain about him some more because it's who I am as a person. 
but I'm still going to want to see him in the lineup. Yeah, it's fair. You hope that he develops and becomes more consistent. That's what you need out of him. You, I mean, you'll take this type of a player from Jackson Wincy, like on any team. He just ends up probably being like a fourth outfielder. So hopefully he can figure something out and stop riding some extreme highs and lows and become more in the middle-ish and, and give you a solid player at the end of the day. And that's why, like you said, you're going to ride this out this year. Yeah, that's good. Especially since they made it a mark to project themselves as a fourth-place team and ensure they're a fourth-place team. So ride it out. Exactly. Uh, I mean, we talked rookie. You know, we talked with uh, Rodriguez. Let's, let's go to Henry Davis. Like you talked about, too. Him finally in the three-hole. He comes up, has an RBI situation, does get an RBI today. He does go two for five with that RBI, as mentioned. Henry Davis, everything we talked about, Nick Gonzalez, he's looked, he's had some good at bats, right? You're going to have this, that, whatever. Henry Davis just looks like Andrew McCutcheon right now. So I had a little epiphany in my head. I, at this point, think that Henry Davis's floor is a prime Carlos Santana. That's, that's sexy. I really do. I think that's probably the most likely outcome. Maybe not floor, but I think that a 130, like a 30% above average hitter, maybe plays right field instead of first base. The approach looks very similar. To me, I I can see it. I've been trying to find comps for him, thinking in my head. I said Kyle Schwarber. I think Carlos Santana might be that guy, a prime one. I like that because I'm with you. Not that I've tried too hard to find comps, but the Schwarber comp has kind of been there. And I think the I think the Schwarber one was almost like because he's a catcher but not good. Same get him up Santana. here. He's got the bat. He's got the power. I think it was almost like that was the floor, like you're talking. But I think what we're seeing right now, and especially because you saw, we've now been privy to see what his 2022-23 double-A and triple-A stuff is going to be, and now he's in the majors. He looks like a better hitter than Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. I mean, completely. And you talking about Carlos Santana makes you start thinking. Now, look at the numbers and like seeing what he does, strikeout rate, walk rate, his actual bat, like, that's not a bad comp. And I'll talk about a catcher brain. who I'm really wasn't a you. good catcher who moved off. Like that could also be Henry Davis at some point. He's going to catch hopefully at some point <laughs> for right. some point in time and then move off. But the bat, I just think plays like he looks like such an advanced hitter right now today. And without question, especially this one, second best hitter on the team easily. Yeah, he, when he, Brian he, Reynolds he, comes back, probably third easily. He really when, does. He has an unreal control of the zone. Yes. Yes. Like I said, everything that you open up the show, talk about the Andrew McCutcheon is like what you see from Henry Davis within 10 games of his MLB experience. <laughs> and obviously the league's going to find a weakness in a swing. They're going to figure something out, but I'm maybe like wrongly confident that Henry Davis will find, figure it out and he's going to punch back, and he'll counter. So it's not just you, like, feels that way. And I know it's dumb, and, like, I'm a numbers guy as well, in a sense, but, like, so you're now that I'm really seeing Henry Davis, too, like, just that 
that mentality, just, just seeing his presence. <laughs> I feel that way. He's not going to allow the league to adjust and expose him and be a bad hitter. That's just how I feel about Henry Davis. He's going to will his way to become a good MLB player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... <laughs> one, I, I just really, really hope the Pirates don't beat the fire out of him. Because the, the guy is just very gritty. Everything he does is full speed. The Pirates have been known to beat that out of some catchers that are similar. Hopefully it doesn't happen to Henry Davis because he, he does everything essentially as hard as you can. Yeah. So I hope the Pirates don't beat that out of him. And at the same time, you see him not get too high or get too low in this very small sample size. The at-bats look so controlled. You see him able to bounce back after a bad at-bat because we have seen some bad at-bats, but you see him even just pitch to pitch, like a bad swing. You see him able to regroup. That's very hard to do. And to this point, I think it's been nothing but positive for him. For sure. I like everything I see out of him. Just just literally everything. What I don't like is seeing him, not seeing him behind the plate. <laughs> but you know what? Give credit where credit's due, right, Tyler? Got to. Austin Hedges was on base four times tonight. Two hits, a walk, and then a catcher's interference that he was involved with as a hitter. Austin Hedges on base four times. The world is ending. Yeah, that's also kind of why I just want to throw today's game out the window because if that happened, then this was just a fluke. Is that how you feel also? Because like when that happened to you, I was like, like I want to give credit. Like, okay, Rodolfo Castro is finding his swing now. Like, you know, this is what Gonzalez is doing. Like, look at the, the bats are back. And then Hedges has two hits, and I'm like, well, they're not back. <laughs> the Padres must if really you, suck. If you, Darvish, did actually pitch today, we could have pre-recorded our post-game show. That's right. how I feel. Yeah, pretty much. I Just think Austin Hedges is quota for the, next, for the rest of the year. He's done. It's it. <laughs> Get him to on the plate. Yep, that, that's the last ounce of juice you got out of that orange. You're done. You gave us everything you got. Yep. But uh, yeah. So like, as far as guys with multiple hits, we mentioned all of them. Offense did definitely came alive. Uh, sixteen hits, two walks, nine Ks. Can we mention another standout? Sure. Wasn't offensively though, but it's it's the lead on our graphic. Josh Palacios, that catch. Not that it was a major out to be made at that point in time. But Josh Palacios and that catch, there might not be a happier person today than Ronzi Contreras. Yeah, I mean, that was Odell Beckham-esque. Yes. Look it at was, you with your comps tonight. It really was a hell of a catch. I mean, we've, we have seen some impressive ones out there in left field in the last couple years. But that one's up there with Brian Giles. That was unbelievable. Decade. That was great. Right now, part of it's because he kind of misplayed and gotten the wrong. We won't talk I mean, about he, that. But the screen grab makes it look unbelievable. Yes. We'll ignore the route to the baseball. We won't talk about that. We're also not going to talk about the ball. Like he's going to get past him that he couldn't feel well. That yeah. because he's just simply not a good fielder. We're finding. But tonight, 
that all ceases to exist. He is a fantastic fielder. He's going to make the top 10 plays for sure with that catch. Uh, it was still a wonderful catch. I don't know how he got it. Yeah. Honestly, watching on TV, I just kind of went down like, damn it, Ronzi. And then he caught it. Yeah, I assumed it was gone. It was Same. a great catch. Um, and all, actually, at that point, it was kind of a big catch. Well, not really. The The play that was more important was the one that he, like, botched. Yeah. Because that one could have got bad. I look at it. I mean, the you want to say the game was out of hand at that point in time. Like, they should still win the game, even if that goes over the fence. But that if it did, it would have made it now a a tight game. And yeah. then who knows what would have happened. So now that's the one, the, the one he botched, uh, he did, like, bring up the tying runner because he couldn't make a play on a baseball. Yeah. But we won't talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we don't need to bring that up. Let's Pirates move won. on. Let's get to the pitching side. Let, actually, yeah. let's talk about Ronzi right now since we're on it. Sure. We'll finish with Rich Hill, whatever. Ronzi in the bullpen. He goes three strong innings, two hits, one walk, three strikeouts, uh, an erased home run. We won't talk about because it didn't happen. <laughs> but, hey, what are you, and I am going to direct this to you because you are the pitching Yinza. What are you seeing right now and with tonight with Ronzi in the bullpen? Nothing good. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't think he looked good tonight either. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I sit there and like every time I watch him throw, I'm like, come on, just find something to speak positively about. I'm not seeing it right now. I think if I'm going to get positive, maybe the command of the curveball is coming in. But until the guy figures out how to command and use his fastball and throw a conviction, he's not going to be a major league pitcher. I think it's that simple. He has no belief in that fastball. None. It really just looks like the same. The results are better. It's almost like, well, they can't get much worse to the degree. The results are better, but it looks much like the same Ronzi Contreras. Mm -hmm. Where now, granted, there was a different pitch, but like when Mitch Keller went to the bullpen. Now he feels, you know, he starts on the sinker a few times. He looked a little bit different. Looks very much like the same Ronzi Contreras right now. The, he He's just has an absolute refusal to throw a fastball into a righty. And honestly, I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's mechanics, but it's even against lefty. He'll go in on a lefty. He just throws to one side of the plate. The slider ends up in the same spot every time. You, just you can't do that. Away. It's been the same exact way since he came up. And I kind of touched on it when he first came up and just no, kind of ignored yeah. it because the stuff was cool. The league's adjusted. They know that he can only throw that slider away. He can't back anyone up with it. He can't tunnel anything. Just And then when you're only throwing the fastball 93 to 94, you're going to struggle, and he's struggling. Now, we did average 98 today with a fastball. Did he get all the way up oh, to 90? No, no, no. Oh, oh, my, my bad, my bad. I'm looking, that's exit velocity. That's also gotcha. not good. That's not good either. <laughs> that's much worse. <laughs> right. It was 94. Yeah. But that's what I want to hit because that was also, if you saw my face, you probably saw me a little confused right now. Yeah. Um, that's what I want to highlight too because it's not, that's like the other thing coming out of the bullpen. It's not like he's he's letting it rip. It's not like you're yeah. seeing, remember last year, Ronzi out of the bullpen? Yeah. He looked good. I mean, we talked about the strikeout with Andrew McCutcheon, right? He looked good. He was pumping 98 out there. That was guy's that the not back either. Was that the max exit velocity or was that the average? That was the average. 
the max was 99.6 on the four seamer. It was actually 100. 100. I'm just not going to trust any of your stats right now. I think he well, got I'm hit hard. I you. think he looked like crap. I don't know. I'm not looking. I, I go off eyeballs. Okay. Arguing I'm chat. just saying I mixed up the exit velocity from the pitch velocity, but yes, he was averaging 93 point. I'm sorry. He was averaging 94.3 on his fastball. And again, that's what I'm getting at. When he was in the bullpen last year, he was hitting 98. And like, we're not seeing that version of Ronzi either in the bullpen. Like, I want to see this guy just rip it. Yeah, he's, he just doesn't look good. Like, I don't, I don't know the fix. It's, he really just needs a full on offseason. He probably needs to go outside the organization. I don't need any legs. I use the eyeballs. I feel like I'm with you. It's unfortunate. Why can't the Pirates just do it? This is my biggest qualm with Oscar Marine. And I guess it is what it is. But, like, why can't you fix it? You can see the problem, but why can't you fix the problem? Uh, I mean, at this point, it almost feels like he just, he almost just needs an overhaul with some mechanic things. Cause he just, I don't, it feels like he has an inability to throw a pitch on one side of the plate. Yes. Inability or refusal. For one some reason, though. I've seen to think it's an inability because at some point you would think you would see it every now and then. Yeah. You don't even you see don't. it when he's. You don't even Away. see it whenever he Away. can't command it. Away. It's just he, he can't do it. Yeah. Well, won't need to go any further with that. So let's just go ahead and touch it up. Rich Hill did give the start. Rich Hill did. Rich Hill things. This is pretty much what we're going to see out of him. He gave them an opportunity to win. Uh, so six innings, four earned, four Ks, nine hits. Now you don't want to see that. <laughs> you give a little more hits than you want to see. Uh, and two walks, but again, limited damage got out of a beginning as well. Uh, so he did what he needed to do and secured a victory. Actually, what's funny is this is probably the worst pitching performance in like the last week by a starter. And this was the game. The pirates won. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, rich Hills is kind of just like chilies. It, <laughs> Here we go to Chili's like, again. Where's Sam Like, he's good. Every now and then you're going to get them honey chipotle chicken crispers. And they're going to blow your socks off. And you're going to think this is the best meal of my life. For the most part, you're just going to go home satisfied. Tonight, Rich Hill was like, you got a small dose of food poisoning. It wasn't very good, but you're still not hungry anymore. You got through it. That's what you get with, with Rich Hill every night. It's just going to be good enough to fill your tummy up, but it's you're not really feeling great about it. And, and you know what? That's a really good comp, too, because I feel like Chili's is just loaded with salt. And, like, you just get that – like, Rich Hill just leaves that bad taste in your mouth. Like, just yeah. you feel a little salty with Rich Hill starts. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a really good comp. Like, I'm not hungry anymore, but I'm not really satisfied. It was fine. Yeah. And that's and every single Rich it. Hill start. <laughs> but at the end of the day, your tummy's full, right? It didn't cost you a whole lot. <laughs> it got the job done. And worst case scenario, you end up getting the, the chips and queso and you can call it a day. Why not? There you go. That's at least going to get you four innings worth. Chips and queso is worth four innings. Easy. And Chili's also two for ones all day, right? 
I don't know. I haven't been there with Chili's in a long time. <laughs> I think it's Chili's. That's two for ones every day. So uh, there's a reason to come back. You know, there's you come back. Like it ain't fancy like Applebee's, but it gets the job done. Yeah. So Rich Hill gets gets the job done. It's good enough. Your belly's full. You don't feel great about it, but it's done. It's done. It's over. That's you it. can you can make it to the next paycheck now. You keep coming back. Exactly. Yeah. Every fifth day you're gonna go back to that Chili's. And on that fifth day, you might just so happen to look at that menu and think, man, those honey chipotle chicken crispers look good this time. Let's do it. Love and it. every now and then you get that out of Rich Hill. But for Which the most is... part, you're going home with a full belly and a little bit of regret. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's, that's Rich Hill. He, he did he did his job today. You know, you're left a little salty. You want better. Today but... left me a little bit of food poisoning. Yeah, there you go. Just wash it down with the two for one beers. Yeah, but it was like a quick trip to the toilet. And that was... that Jack Jack and Carlos gave you. Yep, we're all good. All good. This show's off the rails now. <laughs> Should we end this? Yeah, I'm good. we just got dumb. <laughs> Look what happens when the Pirates win. I just say stupid shit. Yeah, see, we need more losses. So we just pissed off like Anthony wanted, and uh, and end the show quickly. Anyways, though, we probably should get out of here. It's been 38 minutes almost. Uh, but was Jeez. there anything else that you did want to mention, touch on, no, talk let's about? let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> let's get the hell I'm going to start talking about cheddars. <laughs> then let's do it. Uh, of course, I do just want to bring up, so we will, tomorrow is, I think yeah, tomorrow's the Wednesday. This would be cheddars. Go ahead. Let's stop. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> All right. So tomorrow's Wednesday, another post game. Thursday, of course, we have the day game. We'll have a post game after that as well. But uh, since there is no game at the night, that is when we will release our upcoming show. So as mentioned, we did have a show with Jim Callis. A little MLB, MLB draft preview. Of course, the big topic, is it Skeens? Is it Cruz? We'll find out. We'll talk to Jim. So uh, eight, I'm sorry, 9 o'clock Thursday night. Tune in. We'll have that show up. So until then, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.